By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Elton John and Britney Spears. And you know what? Supposedly, Britney Spears has made a vow that she's never, ever going to perform live again. You ever heard that? I haven't heard that, but I didn't know that it was Britney Spears. Yes, you did. We've talked about that before. We did? Yes. We talked about oh, it well, yesterday. I don't remember Matter the fact, conversation. We talked about it for two hours yesterday. Oh, we did not. That's so all we talked about it. yesterday with how that doesn't sound like Britney Spears. And Shelly kept saying, I don't believe it's Britney Spears. It I is. Did, that didn't happen. Don't you remember I told you when I made my little trip up into northern Illinois, what, in January? When uh-huh. I went my trip up in the Northern Illinois, that I went through Peoria and a guy on the radio station, hey, here's the new one from Elton John and Dua Lipa. And I go, Dua Lipa? That's not Dua Lipa. That's Britney Spears. What's he talking about? For a minute, I thought to myself, well, maybe I am wrong. Maybe that is <laughs> Dua Lipa. No, it's Britney Spears. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to Wednesday, which is Shelly's one of her favorite days. Hump day. One of her yeah. favorite days. Isn't it amazing? Now, here's the interesting thing. What insurance company made that ad? <laughs> here's the interesting part. Geico. I don't believe it was. I think it was Progressive. I'm I'm almost huh. positive it was not Just Geico. Google that. Okay, here, hump, hump day. Here, I'll do hump day, hump day, hump day ad and see what I come up with. See, that's the interesting thing about advertising is that sometimes you have hump day ad. Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Here. Hold on a minute. I plug you in. Huh? huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? Oh, you are right. It is Geico. I'd say happier than a camel on Wednesday. I'm sorry, what? Get I said, get Geico. 15 I said, minutes could save you 15% or I more. I said, your hair looks great this morning. Um, uh-huh. What did you really say? <laughs> I said, I said, it's going to be a nice day today. Cool. Well, my it's going to be a cold child. gray bucket of suck, but. So how does your what else did you say? cancer? I said, there's something wrong with uh, with my board this morning. I can't get it to work quite right. That's because it's Ford. Found on no, road but, dead. But, okay, here's, here's part of my problem. Okay, I'm going to run the commercial again. Okay, I'm going to look at the time. Here's the problem that I have with commercials like this. Let me still go back a minute so I can find it again. Uh, let, me do, let me try to find this again. Here, what I put in, I call it what Geico, what I said, hump day ad, H-U-M, hump day Ad. Okay, and I did this one. Okay, there's the commercial. Nah, where'd it go? Okay, here it is. Okay, it's a 30-second ad. Okay, now let me start it over again. Start Uh-oh, through. guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? Okay, 30-second commercial. They don't mention the name of the ad, or it doesn't appear on the screen until 22 seconds into the ad. Okay, let's play continue it, okay? 
I'd say happier than a camel on Wednesday. Hump day! Get happy. Yeah. Get Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. In 30 seconds, they say the name Geico. Love and oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You know what this is? Hold on a minute. Oh, hold on. together like a horse and carriage. Excuse me, but am I invisible? Possibly from Pluto. Have you ever seen this before? <laughs> Do you ever? Did you watch uh, Married with Children back in the day when Fox for, first came on? Sometimes, sometimes oh. it kind of grinded. Okay, hold on a minute. Just, my last nerve. This kind of like you. This just automatically came up. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me keep going. Please. What for? The call costs more than the car. <laughs> yes, and it costs more than the condom I should have used the night you were conceived. Oh, I should have played I that one. You wow. Uh, honey, why don't you just stay home and bowl me over? Peg, I, I prefer a place where my balls are returned promptly. <laughs> See, there's another TV show that would never make it on no. TV today. I mean, no. it, it would never make it on TV. No. It's, it's so funny. What? All in the family wouldn't either. What happened to us? Why? God, I I tell you, we talked about this briefly yesterday, and I'm going to send you this this story, this thing that happened at Stanford University, Stanford Law School. I have to tell you, I am truly worried about the future of our country. I am truly worried about the future of our country. It's one thing when you have. A bunch of students, just students in general that protest and make fools of themselves and just do over-the-top, terrible things. But it's another thing when you have an elite university like Stanford, and it's the law school kids. It's the law students who... Well, of course it is. But once again, it's like, you know, okay, 10, 20, 30 years from now, these people will be judges, okay? Judges are supposed to sit at that bench and be impartial. They're not supposed to say, you know, like, well, I'm, I, you know, okay, before this case gets started, I just want you to know that I am a liberal Democrat, and if you say anything that sounds like it came out of Trump's mouth, you're guilty. Okay, let's proceed with the trial. You know what I mean? It okay, was like, so you're basically saying, I don't know what you basically I'm saying. saying. I'm saying it's sad, and the part of it is I can remember my time at, you know, my undergrad degree where we had some controversial speakers who showed up who and you know once again the university paid them they got a stipend or honorarium whatever you want to call it they showed up and talked you know to anybody who wanted to show up most of the most of these events were free you go to them for free and in the meridian ballroom how's that and anyway um it was to the point where some of them i didn't agree with but i didn't heckle them you know i mean some of them were very and keep in mind I went to school back in the hippy dippy days, you know, where <laughs> you were farthest from the hippy dippy that I know. No, 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 no. This was the hippy dippy days when women were burning their bras and and you know all this kind of stuff. Oh, that's and, right, you are. Yeah, and 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 once again, it was to the point where now what's interesting is you go back, go back into the fifties and sixties in universities, okay, and what happened then? the men would raid the sorority for panty raids. 
You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, they would. Remember this? They would. I do. They would go through, they would bust into the women's dormitory or the women's sororities, and they would, or even the dorms, they would go, because back then they had segregated, you know, men and women. They'd go into the dorms and they'd get into the women's rooms and they'd go through their underwear drawer and steal their panties. That was the panty raids. That was the big deal. Okay, now. Think about that today. Think about if if on you the were, were you in a fraternity? No, nobody would have me on the six o'clock news tonight. Imagine if like if like I don't even know who's on anymore. Is it Mike Bush? If Mike Bush came and a terrible thing happened in Washington University. A group of male students ran into a sorority and stole the women's underwear. The the FBI is investigating, and anyone who's caught with the women's underwear will serve. 1,000 to 2,000 years in prison making big rocks into small rocks. You know, that's the way it would be now. You know, as a matter of fact, if it happened in the city, which which uh, WashU is not, I think WashU is technically in Clayton. It's right on the city limits. It if is. It, if it happened in the city, Kim Gardner would drop everything and prosecute those guys within 24 hours. But if you murder somebody, she may not get around to you for like two years. But, you know, panty raid? Oh, my God, we're going to prosecute those guys. Throw them in jail. Throw away the key. Never let them out. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it would go. Man, anyway, God, things have changed. We have to take a break. We do? We do. Are you Are you sad already? Are you sad already? I am. I have to tell you, I'll be up front. Maybe we'll talk about this next break. I'm a little bit frustrated with my diet. I've hit one of these crazy plateaus. And to give you an idea, here's what I don't understand, Okay. Well, I talk about it next break. I talk about my 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 crazy weird diet. Now, it's already all my diets are crazy weird. This one's called the Little Mc, Little McFreddy diet, and you can go find it just like it sounds. Little McFreddy. Why do I call it the Little McFreddy diet? Because I eat little little Debbie's for breakfast, McDonald's for lunch, and Freddy's for dinner. That's why it's called the Little McFreddy diet, and that's all I eat. I don't eat anything else. Matter of fact, what I do is in the morning I have a the only thing that I have outside of that besides eating diet, drinking diet soda and drinking water is I have a, I, 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 I've tried a couple of different kinds. I tried the ones that called, I can't remember, what is it, premium premier or something like that. It's like a, you know, a, I guess what you call it, like a protein drink or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I drink a chocolate muscle milk in the morning. That's all I have. So in other words, that's got like a bunch of my vitamins and bun- junk like that. So that's what, and I think that's, Matter of fact, next break, I'll, I'll go grab one out of the fridge and I'll tell you what, what the calories on it are. But that's all I eat. And over the past three, four days, it's been very frustrating. And especially within the past 12 hours, if I told you what happened in the past 12 hours, it's so weird. Okay? And we'll, we'll talk about that next. The past I, 12 hours, your diet is weird? I, when, I, when I tell you the story, it's so strange. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't understand how this happens. Okay? It's 6.29. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It is 6.30. can't read my clock. 35. I didn't need a new clock. Okay. Hold on a minute. I just got... I stopped my thing here. And I'm going <laughs> to... Terrible when you stop your thing, isn't it? Okay. You ready? I'm going to play some more Al Bundy lines. You ready? Sure. Well, mercy. Congratulations. I didn't know you were expecting. <laughs> that jumping must have expanded my foot. <laughs> And I see you must have fallen on your butt a time or two. How dare you say that to my face? Well, I'd say it behind your back, but my car's only got half a tank of gas. That's very touching, honey. Now rub my feet. Hey, I wouldn't rub your feet if a genie popped out of me. 
Misunderstood your cries of pluck me to the butcher? What did she Pearl? I wanted to be a ballerina. Ballerina? <laughs> you sure are my nutcracker. I have just about had wow. enough of you. Well, you wouldn't say that if I came with fries and a medium drink. <laughs> it's so funny because almost everything in that show they couldn't do today. I mean, no, they couldn't. Because if you, if you know, obviously some of those things have to you have to watch this. You know, some of them are visual, but. The shtick is that Al works at a shoe store. He's a, like back in the day when there were guys that waited on you and put feet on, you know, shoes the, on your feet. The shoes on your feet. Right. Back in the day. They don't have that anymore. Okay. Yeah, no, they don't. It's gone. Okay. So for those young people, once upon a time, when you go to a shoe store, you would sit down in a chair and you would say, I, you know, I'm looking for something in a 7C or, you know, or, or whatever. And the shoes say, well, what color? Uh, brown. And he would bring out like five or six boxes of shoes. And he'd open up the boxes. Hey, what about this? No. What about this? No. How about this? Oh, I like that. And then he'd say, okay, take off your right sh shoe. And he'd have a little shoehorn. And he'd help you put the, the shoe on your foot. And then you'd step. Am, am I is describing this correctly for the people who've never had this experience before? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here going. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it doesn't happen yeah, anymore. That's, that's like old school kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I know. That's when you could actually, I don't know, touch a person. Right. So Al Bundy worked in a shoe store, and he was that guy. He was that guy who would sit in a little stool, and the stool had a, like, had a little 45-degree angle on it where you put your foot, you know, and he'd sit in this little stool and put your shoes on you, okay? Yeah. So almost all the women that came into his store, shall we say, were a little bit overweight, okay? And that was the running gag. He would make fun of their weight. You know, I'm going like, you couldn't get away with that today. I mean, that would if that was on TV, that would last one episode. And if it were on Fox, they would be there. The people would be the women would be lined up twenty deep at Fox headquarters in L.A. protesting. You know what I mean? They would. You oh, there. absolutely. <laughs> and what's funny about it is, is that. I always find it interesting that people are super hypersensitive about their own situation. And quite honestly, I try to take the other tact, and maybe this is just because I'm a weirdo, but I always try to be the guy who can look at himself and laugh, okay? Um, there's stuff I do. That's the kind of guy you are? Well, I, tr you know, come on. First off, I kid about the fact that I'm, you know, that I'm six foot two and I weigh like 180 pounds, which is really not true. Actually, I'm five foot one. I weigh 325. That's okay. Whatever. I have red hair, but it's not really my hair. It's Hans Wyman's hair because of the fact that my hair. You're a ginger. My hair fell out years ago. Yeah, my my dad was Alec Murdoch's, uh, Murdoch, whatever his name is. Okay, I I'm actually I kid about the fact that I'm 87. Actually, I'm 97. You know, so in other words, I kid about all these crazy things with me. I kid about the fact that I drive around in a three hundred dollar car, which is not which is not a joke. I do. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's true. The three cars that I've bought in the last, I don't know, couple of years, all of them have come to me on the back either on the back of a tow truck or well, yeah, all three of them have come to me on, on the, the back of a tow on truck. The back of a tow I'm truck. So proud. Right. They were and they weren't delivered by Carvana. So don't think, well, he had them delivered by Carvana. No, that's not how they came to me. They came on a tow truck 
And when they came off, the reason they were on a tow truck is because I couldn't drive them to my place. So they, that's, <laughs> they were like not working. Yeah, they were dead. And it's like, like my, my one car, which is far, sort of funny because every once in a while, I'll turn in and I'll, you know, like I'm driving the other car and I'll turn in and I look at that car and I think to myself, you know what? That car looks damn good for having almost 300,000 miles on it. And I paid $300 for it. You know, <laughs> it's to the point where it's like, it's like there's no rust on it. There's no, there's, there's one dent on the car that unfortunately I put in about a week after I got it. And God, I was so mad that I did that. I was so mad that I did that. I bent the door. Because when I was before it was start, I was pushing it backwards, and I had the door open, and the door, the driver's door, and the door caught on a, a believe it or not, an engine that I had laid on the ground. Yes, I had an engine laid on the ground, and I didn't. I forgot the engine was there, and I pushing the car backwards to try to to work on something. And you're pushing, I, like literally pushing it. I am pushing it from the front of the car, and I forgot that I had the driver's door open, and as I pushed it backwards. The door snagged this engine that was laying on the ground. Yes, I have engines laying on the ground at my place. And it bent the door backwards. And it wasn't until I heard this creak. I go, what's that? I go, oh, crap. And then I had to run around the other side of the car, put on the emergency brake because the car at that point in the time, the car was picking up a little momentum and the door was bent out. You know, the, and what had happened was it sort of bent the hinges of the driver door and it put a little crease in the door because from, and I'm going like, damn. And it, literally, this car did not have one dent on it. Has never been in an accident because I I got it from the original owner. Matter of fact, had all the original documents in the in the paperwork. It was originally bought from Bomarito. You know, had all the original documents. I matter of fact, I even have the original bill of sale. And you know, the original owner. That's where I got it from. I mean, never once thinking dent or anything. And I put the first dent in it. Going, God, I can't believe I did that. Okay, what were we going to talk about? Okay, top of next hour. I was I was going. What was I going to remind? Oh oh oh, top of next hour. We're going to talk about the event that you and I were at. I'm going to write this down. Event. We'll do that 7 o'clock hour. Okay, don't let me forget the 7 o'clock hour event. Okay? And also, uh, I want to talk about this thing with Stanford Law, which to me is is super embarrassing. I mean, you know, and, and here we got more Kim Gardner stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> do you know what happened yesterday after we got off the air? No. The attorney general gave her, like, an order, essentially, um, to do her job. Well, an order to essentially say you have 24 hours or no, you have till midnight tonight to reply to this. Otherwise, you will be, if you don't reply to whatever, Sandy Center, I don't know. You know, if you don't reply with by midnight tonight, you are automatically out of your office by default. So at, what, at 10 o'clock last night, she files a, her, her response and she hires, supposedly hires some guy who charges like, $30,000 an hour. Now, of course, the taxpayers in the city are probably going to pick up the tab for that. Why um, do people do that? I don't well, – it's the whole thing sort of bizarre. And, it, it is. It's like bizarre. And and I don't know if you saw this or not, but they're down to five prosecutors. The guy who was the lead prosecutor as far as the felony case is concerned, the guy who was the lead prosecutor retired again. He was a judge that they he got out of retirement. He came out of retirement to help her in the office, and he was the he was the senior prosecutor, and he was he did you know a fair amount of casework himself, but he also was like the um, mentor, shall we say, some some of the younger prosecutors. And typically, not all the time, but in your public defenders and your prosecutors, typically in law, that's an entry level position. Um, and not all the time, but 
you always hear of a lot of and matter of fact if you see like a lot of guys who are senators and 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 representatives have that's how you know have law degrees they started out as prosecutors tim jones uh the guy who's here in st louis who used to be the speaker of the house who's on another radio station he started out as a prosecutor you know, as a matter of fact, I th- I think he started out as a prosecutor in New York because he went to school at some New York City, um, New York City law school. Can't remember which one. Anyway, New York City. By the way, you know his dad. You talk about not retiring. I, at least the last time I heard him talk about this, his dad's a veterinarian in in Eureka, and his dad's like in his 80s now. And last time I heard him talk about this, his dad still works every day. His dad's still treating animals. No comment on that? Well, good for his dad. You know what I say? Number one cause what? of death. Number number one cause of death in the United States. You know what it is? Retirement. Yes, ma'am. Retirement. Mm-hmm. You, you retire, you die. It happened to my mom and dad. My mom and dad were in very good shape until they retired off the deep end. You could you could chart it or you could what's the or, or you could as as our vice president talks about all the time. You know what she always talks about all the time? The yellow school bus. Well, that and Venn diagrams. Have you ever heard her talk about this? Uh-uh. She's always talking about Venn diagrams. I'm going like, what is this deal with her and Venn diagrams? I bet you any money. Here, hold on a minute. Um, God, I, I, no, I can't find it. we got to take a break. Let me see if I can find it when we're off the air, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll, any money, I can just go into YouTube and type in... Uh, Kamala Harris Venn diagram, and there'll be all these quotes that come up from her with Venn diagram. Okay, we'll take. We'll take I'm gonna try that again. We're gonna take a break at 6:45. At least I think it's 6:45. Come on, I hit the button. Go now. It's 6:46. There we go. KC 95 Real Rock Radio. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like that? <laughs> no, KC 95. That's right. You're KC 95. We're mad at you. That's why we sound like this. Okay. My last break, I talk about the Venn diagram thing, okay? This is, okay, you ready for this? Uh-huh. I just type in YouTube, Kamala Harris, Venn diagram, and up comes a video. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you want to listen to the whole thing. The, the title of this video is One Minute of Kamala Harris Venn Diagrams, okay? <laughs> Wait to hear this. Here we go. You ready? Okay. okay, here we go. Let me start at the beginning. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles? Right. And then let's just see where they overlap. You will not be surprised because I have constructed a Venn diagram on this. Remember those three circles, how they overlap? I love Venn diagrams. So I just do. Whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram. Right. And so, you know, the three circles. And so I so I, I asked my team, right? They're fantastic. Out right now that he sees the Venn diagram of it all. He sees that there are those circles, and mm-hmm. maybe people seem that they're a little different. They live in different parts of the country. They may be different age or different race. But that area in the middle, that overlap. But I asked my team to do a Venn diagram of where these attacks are happening. So voting rights, women's reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights. And, of course, there was a huge intersection. You know, I asked my team to do a Venn diagram for me of where we are seeing attacks and who are the attacks against and the similarity. And when you look at a diagram of the, uh, just a Venn diagram in that regard, it it tells a a real tale. I think she likes Venn diagrams. (laughs) Is she saying Zen? No, Venn. Zen diagram? No, you know what a Venn diagram is? I have no idea. You really don't know what a Venn diagram is? 
No. A Venn diagram is is it's it's big in marketing circles and in corporate world and stuff like that. A Venn diagram essentially is typically and she talks about this, it's three circles. And let's yeah, say I, I got the three circles part, okay. but the, actually I don't understand it, but I heard it. Okay, what you have is you're looking for commonality of, of, among three different aspects. Okay, in other words, like let's like she talked about the one thing. You know, they do a Venn diagram where what does she talk about? Equal rights and liber- and and LGBTQ rights, the whole bit. What you're doing is you diagram it, and essentially what you look at what the intersection of all three aspects of are. Does that make any sense? In other words, in other words. There's if let's say let's say you have you have three groups of people you have let's say do it in the St. Louis County area or St. Louis area let's say you have one group of people that lives in St. Charles County one group of people that lives in St. Louis County and one group of people that lives in Madison County Illinois okay so you could chart all this stuff about they're different because they do this and they do that and it's different areas but they may all love White Castles so in other words the Venn diagram would all three of the circles would intersect or overlap in the fact that they liked White Castles. But most of the other stuff would be different. The people who live in St. Charles County are Republican. The people that live in St. Louis County are Democrat. The people that live in in Madison County are are independents. I mean, just throwing stuff out there. So in other words, you would have dissimilarities, but the similarities would be the overlap of the three circles. So that's what she's always talking about. And she talks about this all the time. That's not all of them I've heard. I don't listen to all of her speeches, but she's always bringing up this Venn diagram thing. And I'm going like, I don't quite under... And the sad part of that is, and I'm not trying to make fun of you, Shelly, but most people don't know what the hell it is. The only reason I know about it is because of the fact when I was in one of my marketing classes back in... in Are you, know, you making fun of me? No, but most people don't know what a Venn diagram is. Because it's to the point where if you go into a room, and even people who are well-educated, and you go into a room, people have... You know, let's say everybody in the room has a bachelor's degree. I would bet you that if there's 20 people in the room, maybe five people would know what a Venn diagram is because it's sort of nerdy kind of stuff. It's like super nerdy kind of the guys who use Venn diagrams are the people who are like charting things on X, Y axes and stuff. If, if, if you've ever taken like classes like physics, you get into all these crazy weird diagrams. Like I took physics, uh, you know, as, as believe it or not, I took physics undergrad and I took it. Uh, I took ash. Actually, I took physics and astrophysics. That'll show you what kind of nerd I am. Okay, and the one totally okay. So here's how my one nerdy thing came to to be when I went and saw the movie Star Wars for the first time. Okay, there's a scene. Movie. There's a scene where Harrison Ford is getting in the Millennium Falcon. It's near the beginning of the movie, and they're talking about. They're talking about going from one galaxy to the other. And he says it's going to take three parsecs, okay? A parsec is not a a measure of speed. It's a measure of distance. You have like in, and don't ask me what the actual definition is. I'll look it up. But a parsec, if you say, okay, Pluto, you know, the the, the Milky Way galaxy is is three parsecs away from the XYZ galaxy. It's it's a measure of distance, but like 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 billions of miles. I can't remember the exact definition. So that was oh, and I'm sitting in the movie watching Star Wars and I go, Parsec, speed, that's not right. Parsec is distance. 
I learned that from university. See, so so my education. So maybe your degree <laughs> wasn't useless. <laughs> yes, because I picked up a mistake in Star Wars. That's why my degree wasn't useless. Totally useless. But for the most part, it was. It still is useless. Both my degrees are useless. Oh. I'm telling you. Kids. Take me now. This is your Uncle Brad. Stop it. Get out of really stop. Get out of school right now. If you're if you're 14, 15, 16 years old, get out of school at 16. Get a job full time. Brad, you need to quit. Learn the real life. Don't go this crazy weird stuff with you know the crazy weirdos at universities and stuff like that. Learn to learn what the real life is about. Go out and work for a company. You know, go and deal with people. You know, work at a restaurant, work as a waiter, and you'll find out that 75% of the people are really nice. Ten, you know, 20% uh, are are so so nice, and five are buttheads. You'll learn that lesson real quick in life. Or maybe 10% are buttheads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I learned that lesson at Steak and Shake. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, wow, I get to meet all these people, and they're all going to be nice to me. Well, most of them were, but so, some of them were terrible. You know that. You did the same thing I did. You were a curb girl, right? Yes. You had people. Well, now you were a woman. Do you have guys mistreat you? Do you have people mistreat you? Yell at you and stuff like that? No. People wow. don't do that to me. Wow. Boy, it happened to me all the time. Must be my looks. Okay. We have to take a break. <laughs> it is, it is 6.59. It is. It is BS.show. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday. It's Shelly's favorite day of the entire year. Or entire year. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> exactly. What are you saying, Brad? <sighs> That's what she said. I don't know. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, there were a couple as that's what she said moments yesterday. That's what she said. <laughs> I think sometimes we work too hard at painting. Painting should always be fun. Should make you happy. That's what she said. They're very hairy. That's what she said. Ooh, covers the crevices of the meat. No. Nope. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Okay, I snorted again. Yeah, you okay. did snort. You're just so, a snorter. What was that event we were at last night? What was that called? It was the um, Business Expo put on by the Chamber of Commerce of O'Fallon. Okay. I have decided, one of my New Year's resolutions is, I've decided that when I'm going to these events, I'm going to be the doorman. So this was my second event as the doorman. Now, I'm the unofficial doorman. Nobody has given me the title of doorman. And I stand there, and I open the door for everybody, and I greet them, and I say, Hi, how are you doing? Glad you're here. And most of the people are very nice, although one guy wasn't no, so nice. No, no, no. What do you mean? Who, somebody wasn't nice? Uh-huh. Who was that? We won't talk about it. Move on. Okay. So, <laughs> and one of our advertisers, Mike McGee, who... I saw him yesterday. Well, so did I, and he said to me... He says, oh, is this a job for the senior citizens, <laughs> the doorman? Thanks, Mike. And I said, and I, and I thought to myself, I said, Mike, I'm younger than you. He looks at me, no, you're not. I go, in dog years, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm at the event last night. So here's the bizarre part of the story. As I get there a little bit before 4 o'clock, the event starts at 4 o'clock, a lady pulls up and Shelly can confirm this because she'll know what I'm talking about when I get to that point in the story. Lady pulls up. And she's unloading her SUV. She's got all this stuff in her SUV. And she drops a bunch of stuff out of her SUV. And I didn't know what it was. And some of it's like it's like little cards. Like they're like various shapes and sizes and things like that. It turns out she's a photo booth person. 
and she's got you know little props and stuff like that. You've seen the photo booths where you can wear like the goofy sunglasses and stuff like that. And she's lovely. Right. Well, did you finally see her? Was she there? Yeah. Well, okay. So she gets out of the, her 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 car, and and another guy comes and helps her because she's got like cartloads of junk, all her for photographic equipment and stuff like that. And and she, her car was parked out in front for like maybe ten or fifteen minutes. So when she pulls her car back out and puts it in the parking lot. I noticed there's something laying in the driveway that she dropped out of the car. She didn't realize it. I go pick up. And so, Shelly, tell people what it was, which is sort of funny. It was a cutout face of Chris Rock. Yes, it's a cutout face of Chris Rock. Okay. So I've, I go pick it up, and I think to myself, well, she went out in the parking lot to park her car. She'll be back. And I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and she never comes back. I'm going, like, where did she go? So Shelly shows up, and I'm there. I, I was there, I guess, for about an hour and a half. So I show Shelly. I says, hey, I got Chris Rock. And, and you looked at me like, what do you have that? It's like, it's like, a, it's like a real head size of Crid Rock, Chris Rock, but it's cut out. It is. And so, or it was. So, and you went inside, and somebody said, does Brad have a face of Chris Rock out there? Because apparently they saw me holding in my hand because I'm waiting for this lady to come in to give her her Chris Rock head. So she never comes back in. So when I leave, I say to, I call Shelly. Shelly was inside. And I say, hey, I'm going to leave. Come out here. I want to give you the Chris Rockhead and give it to the lady at the photo booth. So I went. So you came out, and I, and I gave the Chris Rock. And then I put the Chris Rock up to my face. And I said, take a picture of me with a Chris Rock face. And Shelly says, oh, you shouldn't do that. You'll get in trouble. Right? Move on. Is that what you said? Now, my question is, why will I get in trouble when I put a Chris Rock face up to my face? Because Because then I would have to slap you. Because I'm a white guy playing like I'm a black guy? Is that cultural misappropriation or whatever the heck it is now you can't do? If you're an Indian, you can't, you know, if if you're a white person, you can't wear an Indian headdress anymore, you know? If you're, if you're... If you're uh, Elizabeth Warren, you can't claim you're an Indian, even though you are an Indian, but you're not. So, so I give my phone to Shelly, and I said, take a picture of me with a Chris Rock face. And you even said, don't put that on Facebook, because Pete, you're afraid that people are going to come after me because I'm in, quote-unquote, Chris Rock face. Not in blackface, but in Chris Rock face, right? Uh-huh. You're not going to even talk about this, are you? This is so funny. So No, I'm not. People are so so hypersensitive about this. Okay, so... And they are, and I'm one of them. But why does... And I don't want to talk about it, and I can't... I'm, I'm upset with you for bringing it up. Okay, so why, if it's so bad, why does she have it as one of the props for her photo booth? Because obviously what you're supposed to well, do is... Well, she also had... Taylor Swift, right? You John can Travolta. you can be different people. You can hold the different people's heads up to your face and yes. and and be different people in the photo booth. So in other words, you could have like you and a couple of friends. You can all be. Uh, it could be like Chris Rock, Taylor Swift, and John Travolta in the same place. Right? That's what the deal was. Right? Yeah, there were other. Okay, people, so but I don't really recollect who they were. When you gave it back to her, what did she say? Is, are these questions hard this morning, Shelly? Do I need to go back to some other questions? No, you need to move on. Oh, no, what did she say when I gave when you gave her back her Chris Rock face? 
thank you. <laughs> that was it? <sighs> What's going on with this? Did she was she mad at you? Hey, you took my Chris Rock face. No, she was completely lovely. And um yeah, she was completely lovely, did, like she always is. Did you tell her that I picked it up after she after she drove her car away? Did you tell her yes, that? Yes, I did. And did she go like, no, he actually stole it from me? <laughs> right. Why would she say that? Well, you know what? It's interesting because I've already put it up on my Facebook page, and already, you know, people are saying? What? It's Rocky McRockface. Rocky McRockface. <laughs> That's what it is. No. <laughs> So, see, now, here's the interesting thing. If it would have been John Travolta's face, you wouldn't have thought two words about it because it's a black guy's face that I put in front of my face. Nowadays, oh, you can't do that anymore. You're a white guy. You can't be Chris Rock. I'm going like, okay, give me a break. You know, little girls, you know, dress up as princesses for Halloween, but they're never going to be a princess. They're never going to be like... You know, uh, what's her name? Meghan Markle. They're never going to be a princess. Of course, she's the princess that wasn't doesn't want to be a princess, but she wants to be a princess, but she doesn't want to be a princess, if that makes any sense. She's, they, she, you know, once again, it's like the, it's like the, 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 the South Park, you know, parrot, uh, parody they did on them where they show up on TV show and they have signs going, leave us alone. We, 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 we need our privacy, but they're on a TV show. Okay. So let's think about that for a minute because they're making fun of the Oprah interview. They're making, Oprah, we, we don't want anybody to notice us. We want our privacy. Okay. You're on Oprah. You know, once again, if you don't want your privacy, go live in a cabin out in the woods somewhere and don't talk to anybody in the media, right? That's how you get your privacy. You'd be like the Unabomber where he goes out and lives in a 10-foot a you know, cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere where nobody talks to him. You know what I'm saying? Or like you can be the person. Everybody has one of these people in their neighborhood where it's like the shut-in that you never see them. You know what I mean? You got one in your neighborhood, right? What? Are these tough questions this morning, Shelly? <laughs> no, they're not. No. Don't you have one of those people in your neighborhood that you never see? that like never comes outside and they have somebody cut their grass farm and you never see them and you never, you know, they're just like, they're like a shut in. You never see them. You don't know what's going on with them. We do have a couple people. And, I'm telling and you. We're, quite frankly, we're like that. Every, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Shelly. If I don't answer my front door, unless somebody I know has already called me and let me know they were stopping by. Well, see, you live in a nice neighborhood. My neighborhood is when you hear somebody knock on the door, you grab your gun and you get behind the door and you open it a crack and you go, I got my weapon. What do you want? That's what is that my na- that's my neighborhood. Okay. That was <laughs> Okay. Okay. So boy, you you're being like hypersensitive this morning. What if I say so I talk about that I I, I help the lady by by saving her Chris now if I wouldn't here, get this. If I wouldn't have picked that Chris Rock face up and and People would have driven over it. And then that would have been an international inc- incident. I mean, it would have been all over the news this morning that members of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce drove their cars over Chris Rock's face at an event last night. And they, there are there have been sensitivity training, uh, you know, uh, counselors go to the area high schools because of the fact that it's so terrible that people drove over Chris Rock's face at the St. Charles at the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce event last night. More More details as they become available. This is a developing story. Right? But if we're John Travolta, eh, it's John Travolta. Who cares? We drive over his face all the time. No big deal. 
Okay. I'm getting, what else you want to talk about? I'm getting a drop it. Okay, so I must. I'm a, I, one of my fans, or not a fan, is saying drop it. Okay. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. And it's funny, I bring this up last hour, and then I read the top story in a couple of newscasts. Here we go. Last night, the headline of Campus Chaos. Protesters hurl eggs, smash windows during conservative speakers event at California College. And this is at UC Davis, University of California, Davis. It says about 100 protesters at University of California, Davis, uh, surrounded a venue attempting to disrupt an event Tuesday evening headlined by conservative personality and Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk. I bet you any money you don't even know who Charlie Kirk is. Do you know who Charlie Kirk is? Uh, Jim's brother. <sighs> yeah, Charlie T. Kirk, brother of James T. Kirk. <laughs> Charlie Kirk is Charlie Kirk's a pretty young guy. Matter of fact, interesting. I don't think he went to college. I think he dropped out of high school. Seriously, uh, he's a brilliant guy. Let me look him up here on on Wikipedia. Uh, I I don't think he's but 25 or 26. I may be wrong. Uh, he's I could give him birth to that. No, no, no. I'm, he's real young. He's 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 and he and he's a brilliant speaker and he's very conservative. I mean, he's on he's on Tracy Station. He is. Well, that makes a difference. I'm wrong. He's 29. Okay, he's a little bit older than I thought. Okay, he went to. Here we go. I was right about this. Wheeling High School. He, he did go to Wheeling High School, and he graduated. And he went to Harper College. Harper College is a uh, public community in Palatine, Illinois. It's a community college. He went, to a, he went to a community college in Palatine, Illinois, and dropped out. Okay? What does that tell you about Charlie Kirk? He drops out of community college. Okay? He's, if you've heard him, I believe he's on Tracy Station. He's super, 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 super right wing. And he started this, uh, this group called Turning Point. And essentially what it is, it's a group that's aimed at young people who are not drinking the Kool-Aid. They are like conservative and they're trying to make the country a better place. Instead of tearing down the country, they're trying to build up the country. They're trying to say, hey, look, this is a great country. Yeah, it has its warts, it has its scars, it has its dimples, it has its imperfections, but you know what? It can be great again. And, you know, he's a friend of Trump, so that's why people hate him. So last night... And it's funny because this is not exactly what I was going to talk about. It's just funny when I went to a couple of my news sites I'm looking at this morning. This is on this is on the top one on on one news site, and it's like three from the top of another news site. Okay, so they have to bring in police so this guy can give his speech, and two arrests. Uh, and matter of fact, let me read. Uh, several people have responded to uh, UC Davis said in a statement after the event that one police officer was injured during the incident. Okay, a cop gets hurt. How bad is that? Sad. Okay, uh, and then said outside the UCUC, that's University of California, UC Davis, about 100, or, you know, UCUC is University of California University Center. About 100 protesters gathered and for brief periods uh, blocked the main entrance and the pathway to the entrance, school said, admitting there were minor incidents. It added one officer sustained injury when he was jumped on from behind and pushed to the ground. Just a nice group of people. Uh, and two people were arrested and taken to Yolo County Jail. Yolo? Yolo County Jail. Yolo. I, I want to live in Yolo County. Y-O-Y-O-L-O. Y-O-L-O. Where do you live? Yolo County. Yeah. Is that near FOMO? Yeah, it's right down the street from FOMO County. It's Yolo, it's Yolo County. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, funny. for allegedly painting graffiti. Oh, they painted graffiti on an exterior wall of the University Credit Union Center. Oh, UC, UC, UC. University, University Credit Union Center where the event was held. Okay, so one of the protesters jumps a cop from behind. Another protester 
sprays paint on the wall of a building. Aww. Okay? Just a nice group of protesters. Why do you know? they do that? I don't know. And if you listen to Charlie Kirk, once again, this was my, this was another nugget of wisdom I've got from my professor, you know, from SIU, from Kamala, from not Kamala, I'm Camille Winter. And he spelled his oh, name. Oh, that was one turn in the grave. K-A-M-I-L. And he always said, listen to what other people say, even if you don't agree with it, because you might learn something. This is one of his teachings. And I thought to myself, you know. Are the- you speaking that to me? No, I was speaking that to the person behind you. Yeah, no, I'm talking on the radio, Shelly. No, I'm talking. No, I mean, the idea. that directed towards me? Okay, the idea is that what's happened nowadays is people have gotten their beliefs. And if, if, and this is not everybody, but so many people like these hundred protesters show up. And once again, they're dressed in black. They're like the Antifa people. Okay. Why did they dress in black? You know, because, and why they wear masks? Because that way they won't get arrested. And they, you know, and everybody's got their cameras out taking pictures and you can't identify them because you usually can't identify people from their, their faces. What they should do is they should, the police should be out there with retinal scanners that should be scanned. Hey, come over here. Take a look at this camera. Oh, gotcha. You know, retinal scanner. Or their ear print. <laughs> their ear print, whatever. Okay. So unless they have a big gauge, the reason I bring this up bigger than their ear. Here we go. Shelly's Shelly's fixated about those gauges. Why do they call them? Ugh. Why do they call them gauges? Explain that to me. I why have it, no idea. Why is it a gauge? Okay. So here's the story of of this was. Uh, here we go. This was. Um, yeah, here it is. Okay, this is a story. This was this happened the other day. Get this. Hundreds of students, protesters, wearing masks and all-black clothing, line the hallways outside Stanford Law School Dean Jerry Martinez's classroom after she apologized to U.S. Circuit Court Judge Kyle Duncan for the disruption of his recent speech. Okay, this guy's name is Kyle Duncan. He's a U.S. Circuit Court judge. And last week, he, gave, he came to Stanford to talk to the law students. And he got shouted down by the law students and one of the professors. Why? A lady named Tirina, I guess it's T-I-R-I-E-N, Tyreen, Tyreen Steinbeck. I don't know. She's Associate D- Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And in, in, front of the cl- in front of the presentation, she is slamming U.S. Circuit Court Judge Kyle Duncan. He's at the, he, she introduces him and slams him. She's a professor. She's the associate dean of diversity, DEI, as we call it nowadays. Um, and she's slamming him. And then when he gets to the podium, the students are yelling and screaming to the point where he was escorted there by federal marshals because he already had death threats against him. This is a U.S. circuit court judge. We're not talking like, you know, the guy who's the traffic judge in Wentzville. You're like a Mike Carter kind of guy. We're talking about a U.S. It's Mike Carter. I'm sorry I said that. Please talk to me again. Anyway. <laughs> he really is sorry. Sometimes he just doesn't. Anyway, it's a U.S. Circuit. It's a U.S. circuit court judge. Okay, so here's his professor is making fun of him and harassing him and he can't even do the speech and finally after trying to do his speech the federal marshals come up to him and there's video of this i can't quite find it right now the federal marshals come up from behind him and essentially whisper in his ear and they walk him out 
So he's escorted out of Stanford University in front of law school students by 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 U.S. Marshals because he's in fear of his life. So Monday, this was last week. Monday, these students. They said right there. It says. It says. It says. Um, read it again. Hundreds of student protesters wearing masks and all black clothing line the hallways outside Stanford Law School Dean Jerry Martinez Martinez's classroom after she apologized. She apologized to Judge Kyle. So now they're protesting her. She teaches constitutional law. She arrived to find her whiteboard covered in flyers ridiculing Duncan and defending those who disrupted his speech. The flyers echo the opinion of student activists and some administrators who claim Heckler's derailing Duncan's talk was a form of free speech. So they're claiming that by interrupting his speech, that was a form of free speech. Let's think about that for a minute, okay? <laughs> let's say, let's say, if, if, if uh, I felt that Sherry, uh, that Shelley's a right to have a gun was her Second Amendment right, but my Second Amendment right is to take the gun away from Shelley. Isn't that what they're saying? They're essentially saying that their form of free speech is to disrupt someone else's free speech. That's free speech. And get this, after her classes ended, protesters obscuring their faces with masks said their counter speech is free speech. They stared at Martinez as she left. The protesters formed a human corridor that stretched from the class to the building's exit and contained nearly a third of the school's student body, according to students who spoke with the Washington Free Beacon. Approximately 50 out of the 60 students in Martinez's class also joined the protest and scowled at those who did not join in. They, quote, they gave us weird looks if we didn't wear black and to join the crowd, first-year law student Luke Schumacher said. I didn't feel like inclusive belonging atmosphere that the DEI office claims to be. And once again, DEI is, DEI stands for diversity. Um, what's the E? I is inclusion. E is, what's E? I read it here before. I have a mental block with this. Uh, I don't know what E is. Equity. Extraordinary equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, in other words, in other words, they're saying that inclusion means excluding other people. So, if you don't, if you don't, see, that's the that's the iron irony of the whole situation. If you don't think their way, you're not being inclusive. I'm think of myself now. To me, when you say inclusive, doesn't that mean like I hate potatoes and you love potatoes, but I still like you, Shelley? You know what I mean? Like that means my next door neighbor has a red car and I have a green car. And I say green's better than red, but yet I still say, hey, neighbor, nice car. I like that red. Isn't that inclusion where you try to be inclusive of everybody? The protesters were silent. I think it goes a little deeper than that. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, the protest was even larger than the one that occurred days earlier and came after the Stanford National Lawyers Guild said Martinez had, quote, thrown capable and compassionate administrators under the bus. Similar comments were made by the school's Immigration and Human Rights Law Association and school's chapter of the left-wing American Constitution Society. Last Thursday, Stanford's Federalist Society chapter invited Duncan to speak. However, Trump-appointed judge was shouted down and heckled by hundreds of students who made it impossible for him to deliver his speech. Video footage widely shared on social media shows that the school's Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, this is a lady's name, Tarina Steinbeck, did nothing to quell the disruption as protesters hurled verbal abuse at the judge. Instead, Steinbeck gave a minutes-long and emotional speech at the event accusing Duncan of harm through the work in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit and questioning the school's policies on free speech. She's a law professor. I mean, I'm going like, okay, 
Send your kids, if you have a brilliant kid, Stanford is very hard to get into, one of the elite schools to get into. It's like $65,000 a year, okay? And I think the law school is even more than that. I think the law school may be $100,000 a year to go to law school. I may be wrong, but I know it's very close to six figures a year. So if you get a Stanford degree, by the time you graduate, room and board, you've invested probably a third of a million dollars, okay? These are going to be our judges, our attorneys, and what happened to the good old slip and fall attorneys? What happened to the attorneys that are on TV going, hey? <laughs> the bus, the bus uh, <laughs> right. runner after. Right, right. No, the ambulance chasers. The, yeah, that's the, what it is. The Brown and Crouppen ones who, who, <laughs> who wrap entire yeah. metro buses. And now the Brown and Crouppen people do stupid cooking shows where Brown and Crouppen go to restaurants and they eat food and they talk about hoagies. And, and I mean, where are those attorneys? We need those attorneys. We need those attorneys back. We don't need these people who are shouting down federal judges. We need the attorneys that when you're laying on the gurney as you're being wheeled into the hospital at St. Joe's West in in Lake St. Louis, the attorney says, hey, what color car hit you? Did you get the license plate number? Sign right here. I'll get you millions of dollars. We need those attorneys. Where are those attorneys when you need them, right? I think it's different in commercial. (laughs) That's what she said. What are you said. laughing at? <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. Ew, covers the crevices of the That's meat. what she no. said. They're very hairy. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> Feel better? I do. <laughs> Four-year-old. On <laughs> brand. You won't let me touch him. That's what she said. <laughs> You're I a man-child. That's what she said. I was getting she, in with the groove. Uh, yes, she That's what did. she said. I was getting in with the groove. That's what she said. <laughs> it's, it's... Oh my goodness! Yeah, he was. He took away my ride. <laughs> <laughs> and if you boop their nose, you can That's donate a dollar. And if you boop their nose, you can donate a dollar. That's what she said. I have two shotguns at home. I can't. It's a long story, but I not oppose the guns. That's what she said. There's some really lousy cops. There's That's some really she lousy doctors. There's some really lousy lawyers. I mean it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's seven. Wow. It's seven thirty. Here's that was a montage. Wow, that snuck up on me. <laughs> I haven't played that song in a long time. All of a sudden, it's, I'm, it's over. I'm like, it's is it been, gonna go? It's gone. Okay. Yesterday, uh, should we talk about Chris Rock again? <laughs> no. Okay, it's not. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I see this ad for this, and the website is Brand Besties, B-R-A-N-D-B-E-S-T-I-E-S. And I want to—I want you to know how you—I want to know how you feel about this. Okay. Okay. You know what Brand Besties is? No. It's a company that supplies people for your event and to promote your brand. But there's one commonality about the people they provide for you. What's that? They're all smock, smoking hot young women. Okay. And you hire brand besties, and they bring a bunch of attractive young women to your event, whatever it is. Uh-huh. So, now once again, here it says, it says we're, we're besties with these brands. It shows Mashable. It shows a bunch of different companies. And the pictures of all these hot-smoking babes, young look like probably the oldest one's like 25. And depending upon what you promote, they show up. If you got makeup you want to show up, they show up. And let me see if it's the pricing services. It says, about us, 
about us, about us, a nationwide event staffing agency. Brand Besties is a nationwide experiential staffing and execution partner. I hope they don't mean that literally where they, you know, and they're in Austin and NYC, Los Angeles, Miami, Las Vegas, Houston, Denver, Chicago, Nashville, but they're not in St. Louis. Brand managers, party planners, individual consultants, and entrepreneurs all want the same thing for their brands. Mind-blowing, successful, actionable results from participating in key events. Successful tribe-building events. They're memorable. They drive more social media engagement. They educate and inform the, the public. Inspire people to take action. Based in Austin, Austin, Texas, Brand Besties hires and trains brand ambassadors, models, promotional models, spokespersons, certified cocktail waitresses. Whoa, hold on. Certified cocktail waitress? How do you You be- know that there's an art to that? How do you become and a... And when my dad owned the, um, the coal hole, yeah. well... I'm, I'm sure throughout his restaurant tour career, but there's, he had the waitresses put the shot glasses up and then they were poured in these shot glasses and they went into a sequential, I mean, it was like an art and then they made the drink at the side of the table. Okay, but how do you become? Did your dad have certified cocktail waitresses? I mean, I mean, how they do you, had to go through this protocol? But who certi- and learned their their uh, the way the ways that he wanted them to do their job? Man, I the entrepreneur in me just came alive. I'm going to open up the Brad Hildebrand School of Certified Cocktail Cocktail Waitressing. Hey, want to be a certified cocktail waitress? Come to my school. It's only $10,000. We'll teach you how to pour a drink. We'll teach you how to put that drink tray up at eye level. We'll teach you how to walk curvaceously across the floor and deliver that cocktail to that guy. How in the world do you become a certified? But see, here's, here's what's wrong with this. Certified cocktail waitresses. What does waitress mean? It's a female. Oh, we can't have that. Hostesses. Hostesses. If you're a host, aren't you a man? If you're a hostess, aren't you a woman? Yes. Okay. Provide experiential, highly personalized experiences, high-end events, product launches, and parties. We are a nationwide event staffing agency committed to providing your brand with exceptional event staffing. Whether you're looking for promotional modeling in Chicago, New York, Miami, or any of our popular locations, we can provide staffing for a variety of roles. Brand Besties events staff are exceptional. We handpick our talent to work for our your brand based. I bet they do <laughs> based uh-huh. on our white glove customized philosophy for making sure our clients events are staffed by the right mix of personality, style and and energy. There's all sorts of pictures. Every last one of the pictures is these hot smoking babes who look like they're probably 25 years old at max. Okay? In today's world, how can you have that? How can you have that? How come they don't have dudes? How come they don't have dudes, you know, like being that? But it's all women. See, this is my complaint to you, Shelly. We talk about this all the time. How can women can have exclusive organizations for women, but if you did that for men, oh, you can't have that. So I I told you that my name of my new company. I got the name yesterday. After we got off the air, I got the name, right? Yes, you did. Should I even tell about what, what the name of my new company is? Sure. 800 Dude. What is that? That's going to be the next huge organization. It's going to start out in the West Plex. We're going to have guys. We're going to have 800 dude. And when when a woman wants to join, we'll go, oh, you can't join 800 dude. You can be a wing person, but you can't join 800 dude because you're a woman and we're all men. 
we don't allow women in our organization. It's like, like you know, go back and watch the old you Rascals cartoon. Say that. It's like, well, what women say it about men. I mean, you will get slapped and but, but it's, penalized but in it's, the whole yard. But it's okay for women to have their own exclusive organization that men can't join? Ex- explain oh my that. God. Explain that to it's me. Like a water faucet. <laughs> explain drip, that. Drip, drip, explain drip. that right to in me. Right the middle of my forehead. Why is it okay drip, for, drip, for women drip. and constantly and, running, always on? And white, like drip. for example, why is it like the black, the congressional black caucus in the United States? Well, how come you know in the U.S. Congress? How come you have to be a black person to be the congressional black caucus? Why can't you be a white person? You know, and once again, why, here's what I'm going to. I'm going to run for Congress. You know what? I'm going to run for Congress. And I'm going to win, and I'm going to have the Mocha Java Congressional Caucus because I am Mocha Java. I'm not white. Don't call me a white dude. I'm Mocha Java. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is check out my code. I'm 2004-7B. Yes, that's me. I'm Mr. Mocha Java. I'm I'm going brand besties. Shaking my head, brother. (laughs) Well, brand besties. I'm going like, yeah, right. It's like hiring. Hey, want to have men show up at your event? Hire these hot-smoking women. We call them brand besties. Yeah, they'll show up. They're certified cocktail. See, to me, that's almost demeaning. I mean, a woman... No, that means that that they... Go to great lengths to train there. It's an art form to be a cocktail waitress. Oh. <laughs> it is. Certified smoking hot cocktail wake staff. That's what it should be. <laughs> who said that? I won't, I won't say. Again, drop it now. I'm getting people who are criticizing me because I'm talking about stuff like that. Okay, I'll move on. Okay. Oh, you'll move on if they say, but if I say... <laughs> You're just still blah blah blahing. I'm doing what? What is it? What is it now? Nope. <laughs> okay, here's one from Saint for the state of Missouri. Okay. By the way, I heard this yesterday on another radio station. I thought to myself, man, what does that say about Missouri? The first month of legalized marijuana sales in the state of Missouri. The first month. Okay. Guess how much marijuana they sold? Probably over a million dollars. A hundred million dollars. A million billion A hundred million dollars. And the story was, the story starts off with, Missouri may be the first state in the country to sell more than a billion dollars worth of marijuana in a year. They're saying at the rate we started off selling marijuana in, in, in Missouri, that if the rate continues, we will sell a billion dollars of marijuana in the first year, which beats every state. There has yet to be a state that sold a billion dollars worth of marijuana. Well, we've just waiting, been waiting with bated but, breath for them to make it legal. What does that say about Missouri? Are we? Hey, come to it Missouri. Means that we're the pothead we're state, right? The heartland. <laughs> the pothead state. Hey, wow, man. That we're, is not true. We're the munchy state. Yeah, yeah, man. No. Yeah. That- <laughs> Nope, that's not true. Think about that for a minute. And and let me tell you. Totally not listening Let me tell you. you. Here's if the Hoffmans were smart, they would blah, say, blah, blah. if the Hoffmans are smart, they go, hey, you know what? This thing in Augusta, you know, we got some bad press from Channel 4. We're going to change things. We're going to change Augusta into not wine country. We're going to change it into 
grass country. Yeah, come to Augusta and get stoned. Yes, we've got the best marijuana. You want you want Maui Wowie? We've got Maui Super Wowie. You know, yeah, you want <laughs> you know <laughs> you screw screw Napa, California. Oh my gosh. But think about so it for funny. a minute. Think about it for a minute. We're going to become we're going to become the pothead state of the United States. We've in a first yeah, that's a good moniker for us to have. In our first no. month, in our first month, we've sold a hundred million dollars worth of worth of marijuana. We're on a track to sell a billion dollars of marijuana in the state of Missouri in one year. The only and state's ever done it. What are they it. doing with that money? And you can have David Hoffman. You know, here's a David Hoffman commercial. Yeah, we were going to sell wine in Augusta, and then we read about this hundred million dollars in a month, and. Oh yeah, Augusta is now is now. What is what is we doing again? Yeah, okay, yeah. Augusta is no more wine. It's all it's all. We're smoking dope. Yes, come on in. The water's fine, right? <laughs> wow, that makes me want to ride on run right on over there. But so. <laughs> What does that say about Missouri? See, and I said, see, once again, this, I'm right about this, and I have talked to three different politicians who I will not name, and they will not go on the air with me because of the fact that I asked them point blank. I asked them, did you guys, why did you guys protest that amendment? Well, I don't want to talk about that. Because you know why? Because, because they didn't have to vote for it. Nobody voted. There's no there's no record of who voted for and against the you know um, you know m- uh, recreational marijuana in Missouri. The stupid people came in from out of town with money and ran this this amendment campaign and they got it passed. But nobody protested it because why? The state gets six percent tax. So in the first month, six a hundred million, hundred million dollars, and you take six percent of that. I'm gonna do my math on it. Isn't that hundred million? Isn't that isn't that six million? If it's a hundred million, a ten percent would be would be, no, ten percent of a of a hundred million would be ten million, and six percent of of a hundred million would be yeah six million. So in one month, the state got six million dollars in tax money. Now you want now you know why all these municipalities? It's supposed to be on the ballot next month, um, in all the municipalities that they can connect, can collect another three percent. So in other words, when you go in to the marijuana store instead of in, in addition also paying the Missouri. Uh, sales tax, you're going to pay 6% additional to the state. And then if you're Muni and even St. Charles County, uh, and once again, I won't say who I talked to at St. Charles County. They won't go out the air and talk to me about this because they don't want to have anything to do with it because they don't want to be involved with the promotion of it, but yet they want that 3%. What does that tell you? It's all about the money. Nobody cares. you know. And once again, I'm a guy who hates drunk drivers. In my life, I have probably had, and I'm proud to say this, I have probably tracked or been behind people and stayed on the phone with police. I probably am responsible for 10 guys and gals, two gals, eight guys, being at least being arrested for drunk driving because they're driving all over the road. I come up on the car. I see that they're like obviously intoxicated. I get behind the car, I call 911, I talk to the dispatcher, yes, they're heading north in 270, yep, they just passed Ladue, yep, they're in the right lane, yep, it's a green car, blah, 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 blah. I stick with them, police come in, turn on the lights, pull them over, that's me. I'm that guy and proud to be that guy because once again... I'm that girl too. Once again, I worked as a police dispatcher and I was on the receiving end of those calls and you don't know what it's like to get a call from someone one time 
someone who was almost dead, who was in an accident, you know, that's when reality sets in. When And then and the worst part of it is, is the people that get killed are not the drunks. The people that killed are the innocent people driving their cars and some drunk smashes into them and stuff like that. It's the same thing with marijuana. I know people go, no, it's not. It's different. It's the same thing. You're intoxicated. But yet the difference is the police pull you over. They got their little machine. You breathe into it. Oh, you're you know, 0.12. You're drunk. But yet with marijuana, there's no way to test it. So how are they going to write you a ticket? Right? They're going to come up with a way because it's going to be a moneymaker. It should have been done before they made it legal. You're talking about a country that that has mandated chips in their cards and then makes doesn't make the the uh the machines across the nation with this new project you don't work them all the same what are you talking about <laughs> those credit card machines yeah so you're saying you that- said they should have been all the same well those aren't all the same they should have been all the same well, before they started it. That's like I bought gas at a gas station last night that I hadn't been to in a long time. You know, different kind. Normally, I go to a couple different kinds of gas station: Quickie Mart and Quickie Mart Two. Do Quickie you Mart really? 3. Yes. Okay. I went to a new gas station last night. Matter of fact, up the street from where we're at at our event last night. I won't say where that was. And I go out and I put my 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 debit card in the machine and ask me, you know, what my and, you know, ask me what my zip code is. Then they ask me what, you know, how old I am. Then ask me if, how what my blood type was. Then it asked me what what size tires were my car. And then it asked me, you know, ask me uh, do you have synthetic oil in your engine? And after 22 questions, it finally allowed me to pump gas. Yeah. <laughs> They come That's a little bit over exaggerated, but hey, it's true. Have you ever been to the ones that say, "Do you want a car wash? Do you yeah, want? Do you want a car wash? Do you want your wheels washed? Right. We can have it ready for you by the time you come. Do you inside. want a pretzel? Do you want a piece of pizza when you come inside? Right? Yeah. It's like it's like we'll put it's it in like, the oven it's now. Like, it'll be hot, ooh, would toasty you, when right, you get it. Would you like to take a six pack home for your significant other? It keeps asking you questions. No, yes, no. Just give me gas. Just put gas in my car. Stop asking me questions. Right. Do you want to buy? Yeah, they. All they have to do is go. Do you want to bypass all these BS yes. questions? Thank you so much. You know, there'd be a big button that goes. Press this button if you just want gas. Book. I'm pressing that button, right? Exactly. <laughs> Okay, it's 7.50. Uh, Diamond Sports Group, which is the largest owner of regional sports networks, they bought them from Fox. used to be Fox Sports Midwest, and they, they it's a complicated story. They originally sold to Disney, and then Disney spun them off as uh, this. And Diamond Sports Group, which is a division of, of um, what's the name? The uh, main company, it's division of Sinclair Broadcasting. That's right, Sinclair Broadcasting. I always think of the... the the uh, dinosaur. I used to love going to Sinclair gas stations because they have the dinosaur. Yes. Remember Sinclair gas stations? You don't have them around I do. anymore. Although they they're, I think they're a window. Yeah, they did all they sorts of stuff. They check your wiper blades. They okay. check your oil. The move came after it. They missed a $140 million interest payment last month. Okay, I'm going to say that I saw this coming several years ago when they had big press conference. I don't know. This is maybe three, four, five years ago. And the Cardinals talked about how they just signed a billion-dollar B, a billion-dollar deal, billion with a B, billion-dollar deal, listen to me, billion-dollar deal with Fox Sports, which is going to be like a 10-year contract. Over the course of 10 years, that Fox was going to pay them a billion dollars. And then that was Disney. Now it's, it's Bally, okay? And I said to myself, 
I said, self, things are going to do that. I said to myself, self, things are changing in the broadcasting business. I don't know how in the world they're going to be able to afford billion dollars because I say there's going to be a time when people aren't going to watch quote unquote TV and everybody's going to watch everything on their phone, which is the way things are now. And yes, it is. Enter streaming with Netflix and and Prime and Hulu and Zulu and Kulu and all those other different ones, stuff Tubi like that. Tubi yeah. and Tubi, right? Mubi yeah. and Booby and, and <laughs> that's my favorite channel, the Booby channel. I'm sure it is. <laughs> That's YouTube red. Huh? <laughs> anyway, so so here's why the Cardinals are not upset about this because they hope that Bally goes out of business. They why? hope because they're going to do their own streaming thing, just like oh. they own you know they own downtown, they own the ballpark, they own ballpark so village. Vertically integrate. Yes, they're going to run their own streaming channel, and instead you're just going to charge. Hey, you want to watch the Cardinals game? It's only $40 a game. Yes, sign up right now. Oh, you watch all 162 games? We'll give you a discount. It's only $43,000 to watch all 162 games on the Cardinals streaming network. You watch. And Major League Baseball and 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 Bally Sports Networks has a bunch. Not only do they do baseball, I think they do the Blues as well, too. We don't have basketball here. They do basketball. I think they might even be doing some MLS stuff. With that, with the the, the St. Charles was St. Charles SC Soccer Club, which is the new soccer place here in St. Louis. Anyway, um, uh-huh. it's going to be interesting to watch. Nice try. What now? Saint, Nothing. Isn't, isn't it St. Charles City SC? Isn't that what the soccer club is? SC St. Charles SC. Oh, Brian. Guess what? Guess what, Shelley? What? It's time for you to say goodbye. For me to say goodbye. Hurry up. Oh. Well, Brad, it's been a different kind of day. Happy hump day. Yeah. Peace and I fly. It's 8 o'clock. You were supposed to say, bye, Brad, and then we're done. But instead, you gave me. I never do that. Why do you expect (laughs) something when it's never happened? Okay. 8 o'clock. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.